What is up, Shaggers? I hope you are all doing amazingly well because I am. It has been a wild week since I last checked, you guys. I've bonded even more with my best friend, which just which just makes my heart happy, you know? I can finally relate to those Tumblr posts about girl best friends and I just have to say this life is phenomenal and I absolutely love it for me. It's like, it's so, it's it's really lame and cute, but it's also fucking amazing. So to my bestie, you know who you are, keep listening and thanks for being such a great idea soundboard. This week was also my big brother's birthday and we did it up. The vibes were there, the drinks were flowing, and we even got a ping pong table to tie everything together. I am a three-time beer pong loser, but it's fine. My competitive side could deal with it because seeing everyone enjoying themselves especially my brother, made every one of those losses just a little bit better. I naturally am like a hostess. So just having everyone vibing together, having a great time chilling, fuck the neighbors or just the one that complained. It, it was great. It was an amazing time. And I managed my alcohol intake which is a fucking great thing because I was worried. I was so stressed that I was going to embarrass myself and end up on the floor. But no, I was strong. I was steady. I was iron. I was a rock, okay? I managed to put everyone to bed, switch off the lights, did the whole damn things. I was great. So now that I've caught you up on my week, let me give you a quick shag of shenanigans. This one, this one is tricky, hey, because I might just get lip about it and lose a listener, but fuck it. Here we go. So Friday night, my brother and I are enjoying our weekly de-stressing party. We are feeling so great and we're having a solid night when let's, let's call him Red. When Red sent me a message, we text every so often and he has asked to see me again a few times because we met at the beginning of winter on Tinder and when we went out, we had like a really cool evening together, but nothing came of it because of circumstance and whatever. Now, his message on this night was perfectly timed because I was starting to feel the urge to have like a cuddle buddy you know it seemed like a great idea which is all I wanted for that night I made it clear to him that no sexy time was gonna go down and like most guys he agreed and I believed I told him my brother and I were watching a movie but that he was more than welcome to come over I thought that was us solidifying the plans and that I would just see him in about 35 minutes. But nope. He called and interrupted the movie to update me on his movements about three times. Consider it? Mm, Not so much. If you say you're coming, then I trust you're coming, unless stated otherwise. There was absolutely no need, especially whilst I'm watching a movie, to call and call again. But anyway, he finally arrives and we continue with the film, which he thought was a good idea to talk during. 
but I did not let this get me down. So it comes to bedtime and I point Red to my room so he can get into bed while I switch off the lights and lock the doors downstairs. After I come up and change into my PJs in the bathroom, I get into bed and find that Red is wearing nothing but his socks. I was shocked because I stupidly thought we had an agreement on no sex tonight. And I know some guys prefer sleeping naked. But I think when you're at someone's place for the first time and sex is off the table, then maybe, just maybe, you should stomach sleeping in your underwear at least. (laughs) I held my laughter in when his little pecker rubbed against me. And I just, I just turned her and I just put myself in the cuddle position. I did not even entertain it. I will probably get mixed feelings from all of you when I say this. But I stuck to my guns and didn't sleep with him. Even though homeboy Red, here he was trying. He was really trying to get it on. Even the following morning when after he got dressed and I was just lying in bed, he tried to get me into the spread eagle position. I I played coy, laughed and brushed him off. So yeah. I didn't have sex, you guys. I didn't want it. And I stuck to my guns, even though there was a dick just waiting for me. Just like, you know, just like warm bread, just like positioned. It was like a taster. It was just like sitting there waiting for me. So we haven't spoken since that night. And knowing our dynamic, we probably won't interact again unless I put up new questions or when he hears this episode. Or actually when he gets horny again, which I'm totally fine with. And that's my shagger shenanigans. So this week I am continuing with the chat about exes. Like I said to you guys, I am a toxic fucking ex. And I'm fine with it. I got a few messages telling me just how bad I am. And I'm like, I know this already. (laughs) I'm a hundred. I know, I know I'm so bad. And some of my exes deserve better, but I'm just like a little loco, just a little, a little, just, just like in every other department, I think I'm a cool girl. Right. But when you get into that ex, I just, I don't freak the fuck out and I don't become like weird or clingy. I just, on the other side of the phone, there's a lot going on. Luckily, it never comes across too often. Or so I think. I haven't been told that I'm crazy yet. I was a little scared that maybe one of my exes would say something to me and like call me out on my shit. But luckily, it's still been smooth sailing with them. So even though I really did expose this fuck out of myself, I am still here and I'm ready to continue. With that being said, going back to an ex is different than tripping up and sleeping with them again. Most of us have gone back into a relationship with an ex and we feel shameful about it. You convince yourself or let them trick you into believing that things will be better the second time round. But eight times out of 10, shit will end And probably worse than the first time. 
believe me, I can see the benefits of going back to an ex. You don't have to get to know them. You've gone through the motions. You know their friends. All of that admin is already like handled. But old habits die hard. There is a reason things didn't work out. Unless they're your soulmate, which probably they fucking aren't. So move on. You you wanted, this person wanted nothing more to do. They didn't want to see you naked anymore. Or you didn't want to have to deal with them popping up and seeing their name text you again. There's a reason it ended. Let bygones be bygones. Leave shit in the past. You, you, you had this epiphany before. You saw the light. Don't go back into it. I know as South Africans, we experience load shedding and all we want is light. But your ex is not the light. They are the darkness. So I personally haven't gotten back together with an ex before. But I have revisited them for a quick fuck. Plenty of times. Going back to someone just for sex is a mess waiting to happen. For sure. If you don't watch yourself. There are a small group of you that say it can be a guaranteed good time. And I'm part of that group. I think going back to an ex for sex is better than trying out someone new. Because I know what to expect from them in terms of performance. But also because I usually know that I'm not going into it looking to get back together. So I I protect myself and navigate through that dynamic. Going back to someone who really messed you up or did a number on you just for sex or for a relationship is a bad fucking move. Trust me, child, you will regret this and you honestly do deserve better than however they made you feel. I know it's hard to let go of someone who manipulated you or someone who finally made you feel seen because then you learn to depend on them or only allow yourself to feel good when they're around you. Let go of the assholes who made you feel less than who you are. Get rid of the selfish fucktards who let you down constantly and never ever changed. Free yourself, children, and trust me, I will too. Let us do better. Let us move forward. Let us pay our TV licenses because it's the right thing to do. But seriously, moving on from an ex, both emotionally and physically, is really fucking hard. Especially if you were in love or with them for a long period of time. Getting yourself back out there is tricky because people judge you if you relationship hop, but technically there's no prescribed time to wait in between relationships. Listen, you don't have to sit back for months because you're trying to be considerate to your ex. Take however much or little time as you need and fuck what anyone else says. Only you know what will work for you. And even if that means grieving the relationship for a few months, then do that. But also, if you want to update your online dating profile and have casual sex while you look for the next person to share your energy with, then go for it. Don't let anyone stop you. Now, 
my unpopular opinion is that moving on from a relationship is a race between you and your ex. I am genuinely surprised that none of you share this sentiment with me. Maybe race is the wrong term, but I want to move on before my former partner does. I don't know why I'm programmed this way, but there's some sort of, I'm doing well regardless of you and I'm still a dateable lady even though we're over, part of me that wants to really beat my ex. I also think that I associate it with still grieving, you know? If my ex hasn't moved on to someone new before me, then I clown myself into thinking that they're still probably pining for me. And I like to think that, and I like the fucking feeling. I feel like a baddie. So yeah, that's just another toxic trait of mine. I am naturally competitive, and I see moving on like a game. I'd like to say that I don't judge who my ex moves on to, but I can't. Yes, yes, I check out the new partner and suss them out, but I always manage to convince myself that even though they might be better looking than me, I know, and hope and wish and pray, but I know that my personality and smile is 10 times better. So ha! I decided to take this chat about exes to what I will now dub my male counsel. I have selected a group of men that have experience in both loving, mature relationships and utter ho shit. They range from the ages of 20 to about 35. I do not specifically agree with everything they say, nor do I respect it. But I value their different opinions and I had to bring up this chat with exes to them. So the first thing was exes and your family. And the male counsel said that the ties between your former partner and your family is what you made it during the relationship. With that, if the elder members of your family still choose to engage with an ex, then we said that's on the family member themselves. You cannot tell a grown-ass person who they can and cannot interact with. And chances are they probably won't listen to you. But with younger siblings or nieces or nephews, if your ex is still trying to maintain that relationship with someone who probably doesn't know better like the younger family members, that shit ain't right. And I agree with this 100%. If you are still talking to your ex's little brother or sister, believe me now, it looks like you are still trying to get a way in. You do not come across as a good person at all in this situation. This kid could now consider you like an older role model or whatever, but you have to cut the ties. If the parents of your ex are still hitting you up, then that's fair game and it's up to you how you handle it. Fuck, I need to I need to stop airing out my dirty laundry in this topic, but I just I just I... anyway. The mother of one of my exes and I stayed in contact for a little while after we broke up. I even went as far as going to their family home twice for dinner 
And I know, I know it sounds ridiculous, but my ex had absolutely nothing to do with our interactions. She was a strong woman that I admired and we got along. I could easily ask her for advice and also get a free meal out of it. Naturally, our bond kind of died out and we stopped chatting, but I didn't do it to try and get back into my ex's life. And he actually knew about us staying in touch and was cool with it. Well, so he said, but I'm, I took it at face value. The only thing is that I stayed away from his younger sibling because I thought that would have just been extra. And I knew even without asking, she would advocate for him and I to get back together. And that's not what I wanted, or that's not what I wanted to come off. I didn't want her speaking for me. So engaging with an ex's younger sibling, it it's too tricky and they don't know the right skills to finesse and maybe they might just say the wrong thing. So stay stay away from the younger siblings. Now an ex can keep in contact with you according to the council for about a week to three months or until your next relationship. One of the members said that the world was created in seven days. So the ex has an opportunity of seven days to either come back and holler or whatever, but they do not need longer. I admire the cool kid attitude, but I think it is unrealistic. There's no way it can be executed. A week is too short a period in my eyes, and this is solely based on it being a civil breakup. I lean towards more maybe allowing messages to be sent up until you're in a new relationship. If you're willing to be cool with your ex, then there's no need to rush terminating the chat. But just remember, you are broken up. I told... The, council, the male council afterwards that one of my exes and I still share a Spotify and Netflix account and they were so obviously disappointed in me. Then they realized I was still like within the game and they kind of cooled down but they were so disappointed in the fact that I still share accounts with my ex. They either don't share anything with their partner or cancel their access immediately after the breakup. Listen, I fully get why this should be done, because as explained to me, people give off energy, and if they are still somewhat invested in you, be it with a joint account, then they still have a hold on you. I don't have that feeling in my situation, because my ex and myself each pay for one subscription, and then the use of the membership doesn't affect the other one. We just have this agreement that should you want to change something, then you just let the other know. Guys, this is why being civil and semi-staying in contact with an ex can be beneficial. Well, at least for me it is. But we all need to find something that works for us, right? I just have, and it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but it works for me. The next thing we discussed is trying your luck with a friend's ex. Now, within the first year of the breakup, it was agreed upon by all of us that the ex should be off limits. Another comment on the whole dating your friend's ex thing was that you should notify them of your intentions. I don't think you need to ask permission because no one is owned, 
but be a decent mate and just give your friend the heads up and not just rock up one day to an event and you're all over their ex. That's fucking weird and it'll throw your homie off. You need to have the respect for your friend by waiting a while, letting them get over the relationship, then having the decency to tell them what's rocking. Other than that, uh, every human is fair game. We then took a short lift with this whole friends and exes chat and the council and myself were split when it came to witnessing cheating. Some council members would just give their mates a talking to if they caught them cheating, but leave it at that and not tell the partner. But if they saw their friend's partner cheating, they would only offer them 48 hours to confess. The other council members said they would snitch no matter who it was. Me, personally, I would... Okay, so if my friend is the one cheating then I will, I will talk to them and figure out if they still into the relationship. I would advise my friend to tell their partner, but not get involved myself. And it's honestly for self-preservation. If I snitch on my mates, I could lose them. And honestly, what do I have to gain from their partner? They, that's not who I want to be friends with. So that's just my two cents. But if... I could see the boyfriend or the girlfriend cheating. <laughs> then I would approach them and say, yo, you tell homie what you did or I will. And I would sincerely hope that the partner would confess because no one wants to be the messenger. And it's, it's really hard to break that news. With that, if you have shit to say to your friend about their person, Watch how you say it. Watch your tone and your language. You could easily find yourself chipping away at the friendship if you come without any finesse. No matter what you have to say, you need to be sensitive about how you say it. And because, no, because this revelation or whatever could easily be taken badly by your friend if they're not ready to hear it. So if you don't like the ex or whatever, or if you caught them cheating, just say it with a little style with a little pizzazz before just like going guns a blazing because you could easily find your friend turning their back on you and taking the side of the ex and that always just fucks up a friendship easily and that is all I can say from my meeting with the male counsel about this topic I will say I enjoy chatting to them freely about this and getting their honest two cents as well as some extra sauce that unfortunately is only for my ears. Maybe, hopefully, I will convince them to anonymously join the show just to talk shit here. But if we're being entirely honest, y'all ain't ready for this and I don't think I am either. <laughs> now, before I end this episode, I want to read more of the responses I got to the X chat. So you also get the kind of ex that'll text you a bullshit question or a spiteful. One of the listeners sent the following. He called sometime last year and asked if I had a man and if the sex was great. I replied, the best I've ever had in my life. He does things to me you had no balls to do. He satisfies me. 
Before he could, before I could continue, he hung up and that was the last time he ever called me. <laughs> yes! This is the best response you can give to an ex who is fishing for nonsense. Your ex was asking for trouble with that bullshit, how was the sex question, and you serve them up with fire. I love this. Yes, yes, yes. I truly hope that your new sex life really is this great. And you know what? That it continues so that you never have to go back to that punk who asked you that ridiculous fucking question. The rest of the questions were ones that I actually thought I would get. Like, I know you're still obsessed with me. Also, this is almost disrespectful. That's a downgrade and you know it. And stop messaging me and requesting to follow me. (laughs) These responses could be coming from a confident cocky side because the person sending them thinks they made an impact in your life or are even remotely missed. But more so, they're really fucking annoying messages. Like, ma'am or sir, please, just leave me alone. Don't bother me or waste my data by sending me anything. It's over. We're done. Leave it be. So that is toxic me done for now. I have opened up myself and showed you all that I am no perfect person but I have the perfect chat for all of you. So keep listening to the show and sharing shit about shagging podcast with your friends. And who knows, it could open up the friendship chats and just help you explore. Follow the show on your podcast listening app and leave a rating or review. You can check out myself on Instagram and Twitter at ZZCiolo and the show at SAS Podcast underscore for the polls of the week and extra info. As always, thank you for listening. I love you long time, Shaggers. Bye.